Welcome to Elevated Life, Wisdom That Transforms podcast with your host, Cheryl Roseborough, visionary with self-esteem elevated. Hey everyone, it's Cheryl Roseborough here and welcome back to Elevated Life, Wisdom That Transforms podcast. I have just concluded the series on transformational leadership and today we are starting a new series that is very near and dear to my heart. See, as my daughter and I were recording the last series, I was set on preparing to record this next one on the Enneagram. However, I kept getting this gentle nudge after that day we recorded in mid-September to do a series on prayer. So being in tune with the Holy Spirit, I began to pray about how to do it and why do we need it now? There are so many great prayer warriors that I can focus on. Philippians 1.19 states that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. How many of us know that scripture, but do we really know what that means? There are two people that I'm going to highlight in this series on the unshakable power of prayer. In this episode, I would like to focus on one of my first people that I have chosen for this, and that is King Solomon. And we know that with God, prayer changes things. I know you're probably saying, is she serious? Not Solomon. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. But there's something that we all know that Solomon, he is known for being a prayer warrior. This story has been preached for centuries. And this is what I remember the most about him. As I said earlier, number one, Solomon was a prayer warrior. He was a strong, solid leader and a man with apparently some deep-seated issues that he knew he needed God and he kept going back to God. So let's dive into this episode. I knew this series would be beneficial for myself because for the past 10 years on my weekly radio show, I would talk about grief, sadness, and depression that plague so many around this time of the year because the holiday seasons are coming up. And I would provide some nuggets on how to peacefully get through the holidays without losing your mind, your heart, your spirit, and just staying in check without all of the holiday stress and give you different alternatives on how to make the best of this holiday season. This episode will go live right at the point that we're dealing with the final results of the election and right in the midst of a very tough and ugly election season as well. Many have abandoned friendships, deleted people on social media that they have been friends with for years, and some have just flat out ghosted people all because they do not agree. We have hatred, division, and we definitely have not forgotten the fact that we are still in the middle of a pandemic, and to our understanding, it is just getting worse. It has seemed like all of this is attempting to steal our joy and our peace. But as we're gearing up this season for the holidays that are among us, that are actually coming up on us, I myself have begun to pray just like Solomon for wisdom. See, I've been an intercessor for 30 plus years, and I know in this season that not only I, but we all need prayer. I've been feeling a little concerned because, as I stated earlier, this year is very different. Many are already struggling with depression and sadness and loneliness, and now we're adding COVID fatigue, Zoom fatigue, vitamin deficiencies that can really be remedied with standing out in the sun. I, for myself, needed vitamin D. And if you live in the central time zone in the U.S., daylight savings time is taking that away from us even earlier. And something that is very grueling for me, and that is insomnia. You see, all of this is prevalent. 
I'm saddened by the state of this country and all of the events that have transpired in 2020 to bring divide, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, not to add that many of us will not have the ability to be with our families this holiday season. This is the greatest time of the year to be spending with the ones that we love. I know I so look forward to the holidays with my children and my mom and my dad and my stepmom and nieces and nephews and grandchildren. And I shut down all of my social platforms that day, and I just really focus on family. So right now in this season, because I won't be able to have that time with family, I'm asking God, I need some wisdom. And it's imperative that I really get it now for myself so I know how to keep moving forward. And all of us know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we all need that wisdom that Solomon prayed for, and not just any wisdom, we need wisdom from the throne room. We need the Holy Spirit to shout from the rooftops what knowledge and revelation we need to move with discernment and not in our flesh. I know for me, Cheryl, it is imperative to know how to get through these next few months and even the winter months. We all need God to hold our hands, our hearts, and keep us mentally sane and gird up our spirits if we are going to get through this in our right faculties. We are navigating through a very interesting time. It is important to seek God for wisdom. I can't say it enough. I was on a prayer call in early September and I remember the facilitator of that call. I mean, she was praying down heaven and she was praying for things that I had not even thought of. And let me add that I have been an intercessor for well over 30 plus years. I had to take myself off a mute and shout a couple hallelujahs and amens in the middle of that prayer call. But this prayer was so powerful that it took me back to the prayer of Solomon. Let me give you the short background of Solomon before we get to the prayer of wisdom. See, King Solomon was the last king while Israel was united. He became king at 15 years of age, and he was the second son of King David and Bathsheba. We know the script on that entire narrative of King David and Bathsheba. And if you don't, go read 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. See, Solomon was blessed when he came out of the womb, and I noticed this for the very first time when I was reading 2 Samuel chapter 12, and I got to verse 24, and it says this, and God loved him. What a powerful scripture to see and hear that people knew that God loved Solomon. We have quite a few chapters dedicated to him, so much three chapters in 2 Samuel, 11 chapters in 1 Kings, and 9 chapters in 2 Chronicles. It is apparent that as Solomon grew older, he had a very strong relationship with God. We see again, remember in verse 24, God loved him. But as we get to the prayer of Solomon, it starts in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5 says, At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, Ask for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. In verse 6, Solomon said, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued to show great kindness to him and I, his son, to sit on this throne this very day. In verse 9, it says, So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who was able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased with Solomon had asked for this. In verse 11, it says, So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice. In 12, it says, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise heart and a discerning heart, so that there will never so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. 
See, Solomon knew who God was to him, and he knew who he was to God. See, Solomon knew who God was to him. He was such a good writer. He was oratory. He wrote the Song of Solomon, most of Proverbs, and I believe part of Chronicles as well. I tell everyone when you're starting to read the Bible, start off with the book of Psalm and the book of Proverbs. Both those two books are very important. But the book of Proverbs is really about revelation, understanding, wisdom, and knowledge. If you go count how many times those words are in there, you will see exactly why I'm telling you that's what those scriptures were about. And see, Solomon wrote most of Proverbs. See, he should have been the one that I mentioned in Transformational Leadership Series, but I guess I was really struggling with the 700 wives and the 300 concubines. But that is my own conviction not to judge, and I will take ownership of that. See, Solomon built the very first temple in Jerusalem dedicated to God. It was built in 970 BCE and destroyed in 586 BCE when the Assyrians destroyed the southern kingdom. He spared no expense when he created this temple for the Lord. He made sure God had a place to be worshipped. So let me stop here for a second. How many of us in our day-to-day walk are creating a sacred space for God to be worshipped in our lives? Are you taking it early in the morning, midday, afternoon, late at night? But creating a space, do you have a prayer closet? Do you have a prayer space? Do you have a prayer chair? There's so many things that we can have in our lives that create that sacred space to get in God's presence and be on one accord. See, Solomon asking for wisdom was smart on his part because what that did was allow God the opportunity to give him direction on how to create alliances that will allow him to establish trade routes to import and export goods, the ability to develop job opportunities for the people of Israel. And he was an excellent businessman, a good steward, or so it would seem for a time period before his wealth and all those other things took over his life. And let me add here that he was also a solid military leader, all because he asked for one thing, and that was wisdom. So what can we learn from Solomon as it pertains to wisdom, and why do we need to pray for wisdom? The significance is this. Number one, prayer provides not just discernment, but perfect discernment. Psalm 11 and 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And all those who practice it have a good understanding to him belongs eternal praise. What I know is this, when I pray, whatever question marks are going on in my life, God always reveals and helps me walk through the circumstance. What I also know is when I make a request for not just discernment, but perfect discernment, God always gives me wisdom and clarity beyond my normal comprehension. I can say this with confidence, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. It helps you to know with wisdom, if it's a good thing or a God thing, if you're walking in God's permissive will or God's perfect will. I sit still and get quiet and take the time to listen so that I don't move out of the realm of God. Now, the reason why I can say that now is because I have done it and this prayer for discernment, not just discernment, but perfect discernment has helped me figure all of that out and walk in one accord with the Lord. If I'd had this knowledge at a younger age, I promise you I would have not as had as many bumps and bruises in life that I had. Well, now that I think about it, I probably would have still had the lessons, but it had been beneficial to my maturity and my growth. Number two, prayers open up the door for communication, faith, love, hope, and all of those combined establish a relationship with God. See, Romans 5 and 3 through 5 says this. 
Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through this Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, the last couple of weeks I have been weighted down with launching all of these opportunities that are coming before me. I needed to know what are the best steps to take in order for things to flow efficiently. Protection for my family, faith to be elevated, hope that would give me life, and knowing that God loved me beyond what I could imagine and intimacy with God in order to walk out this season. It has all been about God's perfect timing. Although these projects have been sitting on a shelf for quite some time, I knew that I could not move outside of the scope of what God wanted me to move in. I needed to get in God's presence and ask for him to give me the faith to do it his way, because when you don't have all of the resources to do it, all you need is God to do it the right way. Solomon was such a great writer. I could see how communicating with God came easy for him. For those that struggle with this, you can always take a quiet moment with a pen and a notepad and write it down and watch God move mountains to speak if you let God be God. Number three, prayer changes circumstances and situations. Mark eleven twenty four says this, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer and believe that you have received it, it will be yours. Here, I will use myself as an example. Like I said earlier, I had some projects, but I had about three major projects for my ministry. And I mentioned before, they've been in a holding pattern. And one of them was this podcast and a few other projects as well. See, I was stuck and wasn't quite sure which direction to take. And my friend, Jonathan Rawls, who will be joining me in a few weeks, sent me something to review. As I begin to read and pray, what direction did I need to go in is where the revelation for how to create this new platform and launch this major project with the spirit of excellence for self-esteem elevated and for my other businesses. You will all get to experience it, like I said, this whole next level where God is taking me in the few short weeks. Number four, prayer increases our faith. Matthew 21, 22 says this, whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith. Now, I mentioned faith in step number two, but I'm taking it a step further because it is that word, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I remember growing up, there's this little blue and white book that used to sit on our coffee table. And I remember walking by that for several days as a child and then maybe as a teen, actually. And then I remember one day just sitting down as I sat down on the couch and that book was just glaring at me and I picked it up and I read that book and it's called Faith Worketh Through Love by Kenneth Hagin. So I'd opened it up and the words jumped off of the pages for me on faith. And that day changed the trajectory of my entire faith process. And I would pray prayers for faith and God would move mightily. Sometimes it would be a silent prayer, a few words muttered as I was walking, or sometimes it would mean me praying down heaven for my face shield to grow. See, that was the beginning of my prayer time and my prayer experience with God. And as I have grown older, every opportunity I could take, and I have taken, to sit with God, God would move just by a simple prayer practice. Sometimes these prayers would be for me, and sometimes it would be for others. No matter what, when you build your faith up, God does move. See, I'm really good at having faith for everyone else too. I can pray for you. I will encourage you. I will shout for you. I will believe for you. What God has been working on me for probably the last few years because I went through a dry season is girding up my loins to have this faith poured in, lived in, and lived out loud 
and just the experience of it. And especially during COVID, it has been a true faith walk and a true faith journey. And my goodness, God has just shown up by me praying. And number five is this, with prayer, you receive peace of mind and peace of heart. See, Jesus said in John 14 and 27, my peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives and do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I know we all need the peace which surpasses all understanding to rule our mind and our hearts and our bodies and our spirits. But many of us like Solomon have issues. Many of us think that we can't come to God because we think of our corrupt sin nature, our generational issues, and our just our strong convictions of who we are and living how we lived. But just like Solomon, despite your issues, despite my issues, we should all be able to get in God's presence and get what we need in order to walk out this life. So as I close out this episode, I want to leave you with this. God moves by prayer. Even if you don't say it audibly, one can be in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit. Ask God to move when you don't know what to say. I know for myself, God is a prayer answering God. I have seen God move when I take the time to stop, get in a quiet space and pray. And if you've noticed in this episode, I have said that a number of times. It is really, truly crucial that you stop, get in a quiet place and listen and pray and expect God to show up because I promise you God will show up. Second Chronicles 7 and 1 says, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. See, when Solomon built that temple, he knew that he needed to worship God and get in God's presence and love on God just as much as God had been loving on him. Just like Solomon, we want God to fill our temples because now we are the temple. I know I need God to fill my temple. I know that I want God to fill your temples. And Hebrews 4 and 6 says, Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God is here. All we have to do is open our mouths and pray. We all need God right now to carry us out through the remainder of this year. We need protection. We need grace. And I know for myself, I am beginning that with a posture of praise and thanksgiving. See, I have seen the favor of God just by opening up my mouth and praying very simple prayers. And that, my friends, will be our subject for next week is the favor of God when you pray. I want you to go And remember, Solomon was not perfect. He had a corrupt, sinful nature. He let things get to them. But if you keep going back to God, God will be faithful to hear your prayer and answer and move mountains in your life. I know he's doing it for me and I want God to do it for you. Until then, if you have any questions or would like to send a comment on this podcast or any of our podcasts, please feel free to send a message at elevated at selfesteemelevated.org. Remember, I want you to do you and do you well. Bye for now. Thanks for joining Elevated Life, wisdom that transforms. Don't forget to check out our website at selfesteemelevated.org. And follow us on social media at Self Esteem Elevated. Until next time, be blessed.